Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. episodes, we've reviewed the glorious and the horrific vision of Nephi. Glorious because he witnessed the work of the Lord moving forward, despite the opposition, but also horrific, for he witnessed the destruction of his people, and I'm sure he grieved for his brethren's seed because he saw the difficulties that they would suffer and go through before they would be delivered. And after receiving this vision, Nephi then returned back to the tent of his father. And I wonder if he was hoping to be able to talk to Lehi. Because that's who I would want to talk to. I would want to go and talk to Lehi, compare notes, speak heart to heart. Because it would only be Lehi who would understand the swirlings that were going inside Nephi at this time. And as Nephi returned to his tent, he saw his brethren... And they were disputing one with another concerning the things which their father had spoken unto them. For Nephi said that Lehi had spoken many great things unto them, which were hard to be understood, save a man should inquire of the Lord. And let's step into Nephi's shoes for a moment. Have you ever experienced this quandary? And I have to a small degree. I try and fit my scripture study in during nap time when my littles are napping, which happens right before school gets out. And there have been many a times in which I'm feeling uplifted, that I feel this spirit and I feel this expansion of my mind that the spirit blesses me with. And then my children come home and I wasn't quite ready to switch gears. And the children are a bit irritable, hungry, impatient, and loud. So loud. (laughs) Or there have been times that I've gone to the temple and my soul experiences a soothing And it's as if time slows down in the temple because nothing is rushed and my senses are calmed. But then I go home and our home with five children is a busy place and the door is constantly being opened and closed. And of course, everyone has something to say to fill me in on what I had missed during those few hours when I was at the temple. And it can be jarring. It seriously can feel like spiritual whiplash because all of a sudden, What I had been experiencing philosophically must now be put to work, and it isn't always easy to do. In fact, lab work is always more involved and more messy than instruction time is. So I'm sure that Nephi was experiencing spiritual whiplash. Remember, he had just finished experiencing this sensation of being carried away in the spirit, and now he was walking into the layer of contention. Now, what Nephi does is something that I can personally learn from. He is aware of the temperature of his temperament. He knew that he grieved for the hardness of his brethren's heart. He knew that he currently was grieving for things which he had just seen. Imagine, sisters, imagine the images that were still swirling in his mind. And he knew that the things in which he saw must unavoidably come to pass because of the great wickedness of the children of men. 
And I don't know about Nephi, but if Carrie Hickenlooper had just experienced his particular vision, I would need to take a moment. I would need to regroup and figure out what the point of all this wilderness traveling was really all about, if that's how it was going to end. I would be searching my heart to figure out what impact could I possibly make on my future children. How could I make a difference? And how could I work with the Lord to bring salvation to as many of them as possible before the poisonous father of lies could impact my posterity? And finally, Nephi was aware that he was overcome because of his afflictions, for he considered that his afflictions were great above all because of the destruction of his people, for he had beheld their fall. So what did he do? He didn't engage yet. He didn't rush in to squash their rumblings. He didn't take his grief out on them. He went and he gathered strength first. I think that this is a perfect example to us on how to respond when we have family members who have contentious feelings towards either the prophet of God or the gospel of Jesus Christ. Gather strength first. Don't be quick to squash their rumblings. Be careful to not respond from your grief, perhaps grief over the hardness of their hearts, grief because of the potential ramifications that their choices are making, grief because we're projecting what we imagine is going to happen and what the eventual outcome is going to be. And sisters, I use the word imagine for this reason. We all want our family to be strong in the gospel of Jesus Christ. None of us want a weak link because we love God. We love our family and because we believe. However, the atonement of Jesus Christ is majestic. And when I let my imagination run wild, I overlook the impact that the atonement can and will have on each one of us. And I in my humanity can become short-sighted as to what the individual's particular journey may actually mean for them and what lessons they are in need of learning, perhaps making the choices that they're making. I can't comprehend it. And when I try to respond, I'm responding out of fear and anxiousness and imagination of what might happen. I can't comprehend it because it's God's business. My business is to love and learn. Learn how to be guided by the Spirit, to know how to act accordingly, to assist God in His business. So like Nephi, sometimes we need to take a minute and gather our strength. And this isn't avoidance, but it is purposeful gathering of strength and centering ourselves in Jesus Christ so that we can know how to act in His name. So there is no passiveness associated with this action. So when Nephi was ready, he approached his brothers, and he asked what they were disputing about. And they said, Behold, we cannot understand the words which our father hath spoken concerning the natural branches of the olive tree, and also concerning the Gentiles. And when I hear this, I think, yay! Okay, they were asking good questions, and they were listening. But Nephi asked, Have ye inquired of the Lord? What good counsel Nephi is not only giving them, but demonstrating for us. 
How many of us are quick to rush in and answer the questions that our loved ones are seeking answers for? When really we should be redirecting them back to he who has all the answers. And they said unto him, We have not, for the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us. How many times have you found yourself in the sandals of Laman and Lemuel? And I don't know, perhaps it's Sam, perhaps it's Zoram too. We don't know. Do we believe that if we have questions that the Lord will make it known unto us? Or do we prefer to debate, search the internet, or internally stew over these questions because we have a subconscious belief that the heavens are close to us? Or do we give more weight to our personal experiences and emotions, finding no need to search for answers from him? Because we put so much weight onto what we perceive to be true. Do we forget that God is not a respecter of persons? He cannot lie and he is love. And that is what he operates from. That is what his eternal principles are based in. Do we forget that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever? That he knows the end from the beginning? Therefore, his way is the way. And it is this way that we should be desperately striving to understand. This is that weakness that we all have and that the Lord tells Moroni that he gives us so that we can humble ourselves before him and rely on his power because we can't see every circumstance through his eyes without doing so. No matter how hard we try, we cannot be all-knowing, all-powerful, and ever-present. And that is hard for us mothers to accept, but we can't. And some of us might choose to resist humbling ourselves and leaning on his power. And therefore, we choose to rely on our intellect, our emotions, and our experiences. Perhaps we forget or we're not fully convinced that God is merciful, abundant in goodness, and slow to anger. So we hesitate to call upon him. Perhaps subconsciously, we are like Nephi's brothers who believe that the Lord maketh no such thing known unto us, which leaves us on our own strength and our best ability to figure this life out, which compared to Father and our Savior, we will always be lacking if we follow this plan. And I can see how the best of intentions that reside within us can lead us astray when we don't believe our God to be who he says he is. We must learn to inquire of the Lord. These are the latter days. And President Russell M. Nelson prophesied that our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, will perform some of his mightiest works between now and when he comes again. We will see miraculous indications that God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ, preside over this church in majesty and glory. Isn't that so cool to to contemplate? It's exciting to be curious about what those words of the prophet might represent. But there is opposition in all things. And where there is an increase of light, there will be an increase of dark. And dark brings confusion and disorientation. And it can heighten our emotions. And President Russell M. Nelson warned us that 
in coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. Hence, Nephi's counsel formed as a question, have ye inquired of the Lord? We may hear things from our prophet in coming days and years that may be hard to understand, save we inquire of the Lord. We may prickle and proclaim that thou hast declared unto us hard things more than we are able to bear. Let us reflect back on the tender counsel from President Russell M. Nelson in April of this year when he bore witness that one of the things the Spirit has repeatedly impressed upon my mind since my new calling as president of the church is how willing the Lord is to reveal his mind and will. The privilege of receiving revelation is one of the greatest gifts of God to his children that the Lord will assist us in all our righteous pursuits, that we can pray to our Heavenly Father and receive guidance and direction, be warned about dangers and distractions, and be enabled to accomplish things we simply could not do on our own. Large or small, we will be guided by the Lord. Nephi's brethren didn't understand the process of seeking for answers for their questions. And you know what? Truthfully, sometimes I get caught up in my humanity and feel the need to improve in this area as well. And it's interesting that when I read Nephi's response, I can read it in a variety of tones. I can read it with annoyance and exasperation, or I can read it with love and pleading. And because I know that Nephi took time to gather strength, and because I know what the outcome is going to be for his brothers... I choose to read it in loving and pleading tones. He said, How is it that ye do not keep the commandments of the Lord? Sister Scriptorians, it is a commandment to commune with God. He requires it of his covenant people. It's the way that he can give us further light and knowledge without threatening our agency. Nephi said, how is it that ye will perish because of the hardness of your hearts? And that is the consequence, isn't it? That we will perish because of our own hard hearts that didn't seek him, that didn't ask him. Because we believed that our circumstances were too complex. But that is the beauty of the Lord's gospel and its eternal principles. They can part the way for us. They have the ability to simplify the complex and help us to be able to choose the better part. Then Nephi reminds his brethren what the Lord has already told them. If ye will not harden your hearts and ask me in faith, believing that ye shall receive with diligence in keeping my commandments, surely these things shall be made known unto you. Soften your heart, ask in faith, Believe that you will receive. Diligently keep the commandments. Nephi is essentially telling us to not lead out in doubt, but to cling to faith, believing all the while that you will receive more, and to diligently keep his commandments while we wait upon him, not distancing ourselves away until the answers come. That is a falsehood that the adversary whispers. Instead, 
the Lord asks you to be diligent or to conscientiously and with great care keep his commandments. Attend church, searching the scriptures, serving, keeping our temple covenants both in dress and attendance, fasting to draw near to him, and enduring whatever comes our way. Perhaps privately writing down our questions and concerns and then praying for guidance and listening for his whisperings, which may not always answer the question fully because this is a walk of faith, but he will give us enough, enough so that we have peace and reassurance in our hearts that everything is as it should be. President Nelson encourages us to find a quiet place where you can regularly go. Humble yourself before God and pour out your heart to your Heavenly Father. Turn to Him for answers and for comfort. Pray in the name of Jesus Christ about your concerns, your fears, your weaknesses, yes, the very longings of your heart, and then listen. Write the thoughts that come to your mind, record your feelings, and follow through with actions that you are prompted to take. I personally have had such prayers that President Nelson encourages, and there have been tears as I express my fears to my Heavenly Father. There have been at times trembling, and there have been expressions of inadequacy to carry on a step further, and there have been expressions of my confusion as to what my options for solutions are, but I can testify that though my circumstances may not have changed, Peace has spoken to my heart and assurance that I can take another step and I have received strength to keep on keeping on with the knowledge that I'm not a disappointment to him. And there have been moments in my life when heaven does feel closed and it brought me great comfort and peace to hear President Nelson empathize with those of us who have felt that way. And I am grateful that a prophet of God showed me a way to overcome such conditions. He said, nothing opens the heavens quite like the combination of increased purity, exact obedience, earnest seeking, daily feasting on the words of Christ in the Book of Mormon, and regular time committed to temple and family history work. I promise that as you continue to be obedient, expressing gratitude for every blessing the Lord gives you, and as you patiently honor the Lord's timetable, you will be given the knowledge and understanding you seek. Every blessing the Lord has for you, even miracles will follow. That is what personal revelation will do for you. So let this, Sister Scriptorians, be the message that we share with those who don't know how and where to seek answers to their questions. Let this be the hope that we fill our loved ones with as they take steps away from the Lord. Because I believe that this will do far more for what we truly desire, which is for them to have a relationship with God and for them to return back. It will do more than filling them with our fears and anxieties over their decisions and their questions or their expressions of doubt. Sister Scriptorians, take time this week to read Revelations for the Church, 
Revelations for Our Lives by President Nelson. Feel God's love for you and his whisperings of encouragement to come unto him in prayer. Soften your hearts, ask in faith, believe you will be answered, and then diligently keep his commandments. Have a good day.